Today, I want to speak on what I call the place of believing in redemption. Through Christ, God once again re-established man to the position of dominion. Where man now has control over everything. You see, we need to understand that when God created man in Genesis chapter 1, verse number 28... God said, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the earth, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. You see, why did God say this? Bible says God said let us create man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth so whatever will creep into your space whatever will creep into your life God original intent for man is that man number one will have dominion somebody say dominion so that dominion mandate was what god gave to man but when man sinned and adam sinned adam submitted his authority his sovereignty his power and rulership on this earth unto satan just by obedience that he listened and acted upon what satan said they should do instead of what god said they should do man submitted all that he had all the authority all these things dominion someone say dominion he submitted number one dominion number two he submitted the blessing of god so the Bible says, and God blessed them. And in the blessing, God said, be fruitful. So man submitted. The blessing was submitted. That is why we are told in scripture that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come unto the Gentiles. So God must now pick another person and bless the person. Give him the same promise he gave to Adam. The blessing was now released because Abraham obeyed God. So when man submitted unto Satan's word, man came under subjection. Someone say subjection. But always remember, God said, let us create man in our image and likeness. In other words, the way God functions is the way God wants man to function. So, if man then now would operate in the class of God, man must be conscious of his divine nature. So, you must know who you are. That you have the nature of God. So, when you enter into dry spaces, you operate like the way God operated. You see, a consciousness of your divine nature will change your attitude towards life and things. A consciousness of your divine nature. Remember on Sunday, I said to you that the foundations of our faith, and I'm preaching from that, that 
main theme. It's built on three pillars. Number one, I said was the consciousness of God's presence. Number two, I said understanding of the promises of God. And number three, the, the living by the principles of God. These three is the secret to enthronement in the kingdom. If you will operate in the class of God, if you will secure blessings, if you will go forward, number one, consciousness of God's, God's presence. Number two, understanding of the promises of God. And number three, living by the principles of God. When you know these things and you have a consciousness of your divine nature, you'll be settled about the issues of life. That when men are running helter skelter, when men don't know what to do, it will not move you at all. You will not be moved because you know whom you have believed. Praise the Lord. You see, the Bible says the world is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. That is, those who through an understanding of their divine heritage in Christ can operate like God on earth. That's what man is looking for. The whole world is looking for God's children. Men and women who operate in the class of God. Somebody say, they are waiting for me. They are waiting for me. What does it mean? They are waiting for people who exercise total dominion over all issues of life. The world is waiting for people who exercise total dominion over all issues of life. Praise the Lord, somebody. People who can bring deliverance unto many. People who can think, talk, and live in the realm of dominion. Why the realm of dominion? Because that is where all things are possible. Praise the Lord. You see, there are many people who are born again, yet they have nothing tangible to show for. They are Christians, Yes. But there's hardly a differentiation between them and worldly people. And yet, being born again, spirit-filled, must bring a difference between you and your world. When people see you, they must know that you're a child of God. They must see that the dominion mandate that Christ Jesus came to restore by his death, burial, and resurrection was so that now you'll be reconciled back to God. you receive the Holy Spirit, which was what Adam had. That in, in, the Bible calls it the breath of life. That when God created man, he breathed into him the breath of life. Praise the Lord. And so understanding your redemptive rights and privileges is the master key to freedom and a life of fulfillment. Revelations chapter 5 verse 9 to 10. And they sang a new song saying, Thou art worthy to, be, to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, and tongue and people and nation and has made us unto our God kings and priests and we shall reign on earth and so and so redemption what does he do to us he has redeemed us unto God by his blood 
out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. What is it for? And has made us unto our God kings and priests. Why? So that we shall do what? We shall reign. What does it mean? That we will exert our dominion mandate one more time on earth. Amen? We shall exert our dominance on earth. This is what redemption is about. So, the new birth connects you to a supernatural source. We call it the divine source. That is your root. The divine root that you have is that you are connected to the source. Isaiah 11 verse 10. And in that day there shall be a root of Jesse which shall stand for an ensign of the people. So it shall, so to it shall the Gentiles seek and his rest shall be glorious. Look at, now everybody look at the scripture. He says, and in that day there shall be a root of David which shall stand for an ensign. So he shall be a symbol. Somebody say a symbol. He shall be a symbol of the people. To it shall the Gentiles see. So the Gentiles will seek after this symbol of glory, this symbol of, of significance and transformation. They, they will see a man who stands and will speak to the dead and the dead will come back to life. He says the Gentiles will seek after. Why? Because inherent in all of us is a desire to have dominance over the affairs of life. Give me Revelations chapter 22 verse 16. I Jesus have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the church. I am the root and the offspring of David. And the bright and morning star. Now why is Jesus identifying himself with David? Because David was a man who met Goliath. And even as a young boy he knew who he was. And he knew he had the consciousness of God. And so he said to him I will cut off your head. David believed, therefore he spoke. Are you listening to me? Before the fight will start, David had declared the end from the beginning. Are we together in this? In, in, in this? Praise the Lord. I'd like you to understand this major statement that I'm about to make. Praise the Lord. As a born again believer, you are a speaking spirit. Write it down. As a born again believer, you are a speaking spirit after the order of God. As a born again believer, you are what? A speaking spirit after the order of God. It is so, so important that you understand that you as a person, you are a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And as a speaking spirit, you must operate in the class of God because God created you in his image and likeness. And before God will create you, God showed us how he operated. So that if we will enjoy our redemptive right as as born again believers and enjoy supernatural provision, supernatural turnaround, uncommon shift in our life, we must understand that number one, we are a speaking spirit. Now, before we go to Hebrews, give me Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26. Genesis 1, verse 26. Let us create man in our image and in our likeness. 
Huh. And let them have dominion. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we see here that God created us in his image and likeness. He created us just like him. Are you listening to me? So that we will operate just like him. Let us make man in our image. I need you to understand that you look like God. Please listen to me. You look like who? Like God. After our likeness and let them have dominion. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion. So God gave us the place where we should have dominion. He says, on earth. Hebrews 11 verse number 3. It says, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Things which are seen were not made by things which do appear. What does it mean? The things that you can see, what made it to manifest, it did not first begin by physical, tangible things. So what it means is, the things that do appear in the physical, there's always... A spiritual realm or, or an invisible realm that first makes it and then it manifests in the natural. Am I communicating? So the fact that you have not seen what is behind does not mean it does not exist. That you have not seen, let me tell you something. Until the invention of the telescope, there were bacteria, but you could not see with your physical eye. Does that mean the bacteria were not there? Yeah, they were there, and yet what will cause you to see was not yet manifested. Once that was introduced, you could not see what was making the person shiver and get sick, what was making the person to convulse and die. For which we used to superstitiously say that it's demons that have killed the person, but sometimes it could be a bacterial infection. Am I, am I talking to somebody at all? You see, people used to die of malaria until they could discover the ma malaria parasite. Then they could find an antidote for it. So he's telling us that the things that do appear, they were not made by the things that do appear. So, so the invincible is what places a demand on the natural to manifest things in the natural for you someone say i'm a speaking spirit see so god made us to partner with him in the development of the world because the bible says whatever god brought to adam that adam gave a name that was the name thereof so what does he mean what it means is that anytime god brought an animal and go another said you will be a lion he possessed the attributes of a lion if he said you will be a bird he possessed the attribute of a bed. Am I communicating at all? And please listen to me. What God says to one in principle, he says to all. So what God does for one in principle, he must also do it for another. Amen. Amen. You see, Adam's mind was so in tune with God that when Adam calls a thing, it possessed the attribute of what he called it. So a speaking spirit, if we keep telling ourselves that things will not go well, Things will not go well. Someone say believing. believing. 
in the place of redemption. Because sometimes as believers, we, 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 are, we are afraid to believe what God has said. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 3. I read the amplified version. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 3. Amplified classic says, Roll your works upon the Lord. Commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will. And so shall your plans be established and succeed. So he said, whatever plans you have, you partner with God. Because your spirit is in tune with the spirit of God. Ah. Your thoughts are now agreeable with God. Your thoughts are what? Now agreeable with God. So when you dream of something, it becomes a reality. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Your thoughts are agreeable with God. Because your spirit man is now regenerated. Your spirit is now connected to the spirit of God. That is how come you may not have an information, but you can sense something is about to happen, and so you lift a prayer. Or... You look at a situation and you speak to the situation and say, this cannot be. And when you bind on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. Because your spirit man is in tune with the spirit of God. You see, I need to say this. We are the new creatures whose mind is infused with the thoughts of God. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What does it mean? What it means is that now that I'm born again, I have been engineered by God to be fruitful, to subdue, to replenish the earth. Therefore, my, write this down, my declarations establishes my future. My declarations establish my future. My declarations it establishes my future. You need to understand. So, because why? You are a speaking spirit. You are what? So, so, so whatever you declare, that is what will happen. You know, when they were building uh, the Tower of Babel, it was being led by a man by name Nimrod. The Bible says, God said, let us go and scatter their, their tongue. For what they have set in their heart, they can do. Before that, there was no skyscraper. There were no cranes to build it. They said they were building to God. They were building it up to heaven to meet God. And God said, as long as they are speaking spirits, when they keep saying the same thing, and there's coherence in what they say, I have made them speaking spirits. Whatever they purpose in their heart to do, if they will not change their confession, it has to be done for them. It cannot be stopped. You see, Jesus came back to restore us back to that order of life. That you keep saying one thing, God will do it. The challenge we have as believers is that we don't give life to those thoughts that we speak. Anytime you speak words, you give life to your thoughts. Remember, I told you that your thoughts must be agreeable with God. 
you understand me based on the scripture i read in isaiah roll your works upon the lord commit and trust them wholly to him he will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will and so shall your plans be established and succeed so when my thoughts are agreeable with his will i speak forth what i'm thinking and anytime you speak forth what is in your thought process you give life to those thoughts by words please do you understand what i'm saying so when i'm thinking of something and i speak it because i am a speaking spirit life from my mouth in other words there's an impartation of for want of a better word a spirit into the thoughts by the words that i speak so now my my thoughts now regains power that's why the bible says that that be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving because you cannot be thanking god and complaining at the same time am i I, I speaking no 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 you cannot be ending your prayer thanking god and whining and complaining at the same time can you do that so he says that whatsoever is lovely whatsoever is of good report if there be any virtue he says think on these things why because your thoughts frame your world and your words give life to your thoughts as long as you are thinking that you kill somebody and you don't kill the person and you don't say it if the person dies they won't arrest you the moment you say you you would die if the person dies who will be the first prime suspect did you kill the person but what would they say that you spoke you have motive to commit manslaughter why because you gave life to your thought by the words that's why i said my declarations establishes my future job chapter 22 verse number 28 he said, you shall also decide, I'm reading Amplified, and decree a thing. That's what the part I want. Look at it. You shall also decide and decree a thing, and it shall be established for you. Are you seeing this establishment thing again? The first one, he says, commit your plans, and God will establish it. Now he says, you will decide. And when you decide, you speak a thing. So what I make the decision on, I speak it forth. It says, and it shall be established for you. And the light of God's favor shall shine upon your ways. So when you decide on something and you speak forth the thing, because God will establish it, how does he do it? He releases favor so that people will be activated into action to use their access their opportunity, their privilege to open the door for you. So when you look at a situation and you don't like it, you speak. And if God must move some people, he will be moving the people on account of your favor. If some organizations must be closed, the organizations will be closed on account of your favor. Are you getting me? If policies must be enacted, the policies will be enacted on account of the words you are speaking because you are a speaking spirit. In Ezekiel chapter 37, 
God said to Ezekiel, can these bones live? He says, God, you know. And God said, prophesy, son of man, and say these things. In other words, let your thoughts be agreeable with my thoughts, not your feelings. Your feelings is telling you that it's not possible. But whatever your thoughts are, I am saying, say these things to their bone. In other words, let your thoughts be agreeable with what I am saying. And when he spoke, the Bible says there was a shaking. And bone connected to bones. And sign news came. What was not started coming as long as he kept speaking. Somebody say, I'm a speaking spirit. So you see, you must believe in God's word and let your thoughts agree with what God has said. Hallelujah. King James. Thou shall also decree a thing, Job 22 verse 28, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. So if there was darkness on your way to the topmost top, if there are limitations and hindrances, he says, thou shalt decree a thing. He says, it shall be established unto thee. He says, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Plural. It's not just one way. So what is God saying? God is saying, you will say it and you will decree it. Then the light will shine. So you say it. Then from a place of authority, you decree it. It becomes a decree. When is it a decree? The Russian government just signed a decree. All that America has been doing to them, they are seizing their assets and everything. Today, my, my friend, the Honorable Putin, just signed a new decree that all American assets on Russian soil, in Russian economy, is under temporal administrative ban. So America for you. America have frozen their 300 billion. He says, them and any other nation that is hostile to them, all their money is frozen because that's what America has done to them and the other nations, that their money is there, they're frozen. It's also frozen. It's a decree. It's not for parliament to debate and say, no, we agree, we don't agree. Once he speaks it and he signs it with his name on it, it is a law. You remember the story where Elisha came to Ahab and said, is there no God in Israel that you are consulting other mediums? There shall be no dew nor rain by my word for three years. That was a man exercising decrees by the instrumentality of knowing his right standing with God. So the Bible is telling you that if you want to enjoy establishment, if you want light to shine your way, it is not everything you will find written in the Bible. But if your thoughts are agreeable with God, you can stand on the place of authority based on what God has said in his word and based on the finished works of Christ and make decrees. And those decrees will cause light to shine on all your ways. Praise the Lord. Am I communicating at all? So you see me come to church and I say, I cannot have money. I cannot be without money for more than three days. And, and it offends people. And the honest truth is, I don't care. Because I am a speaking spirit. And most of the time, let me, let, me, let me tell you something. Most of the time when I am preaching and I bring it in, then I don't have money in my pocket. I'm decreeing that I cannot be without money for more than three days. So God 
will show up marvelously for me. Why? I'm a speaking spirit. So anytime a believer who is a speaking spirit speaks negative things, that negative things becomes a reality for the believer. Praise the Lord. Someone say the place of believing in redemption. You see, God calls us to decree things that we don't know how it will come to pass. Because the truth is, how it will come to pass is not our responsibility. Ours is to speak it. His responsibility is to establish it. Ours is to speak it. His responsibility is to establish it. I was sharing a story with a man who, who shared a very pathetic story with me. He had lost his house and he was talking to me and he said, I've learned my lesson. I said, what lesson, sir? He said, you know, when I was building my house, I kept saying it's a big house. That I'm building it that in case tomorrow my business has a problem, I will sell it to pay off my debt. At the time he was building, his business had no problem. I'm building it big in case I have a problem. That was all he kept saying. When my company has a problem, I will sell it. I use it to defray costs. Or in future, when I come on retirement and my business is not doing well, I'll turn it into a guest house. My wife will operate it and will use it to take care of the house. So number one, his words put a limit on the success of his organization that at some point the business must go down by his words. As long as he was digging the ground, he kept speaking it. He kept what? speaking it you see you need to understand that we are a speaking spirit and so the things that you keep saying will manifest he get what i'm saying he kept saying and as i speak to you now he sold the house the business has gone down he kept speaking it forgetting that we are a speaking spirit the intimidation of the christian is that we say we cannot say it until we see it a lot of the time we say we cannot say it until we see it you see you need to understand that heaven calls signs on it when my thoughts becomes agreeable with god's thoughts heaven calls signs on it when my thoughts becomes agreeable with god's thoughts and i speak it what does it mean whatsoever ye shall bind on earth it shall be bound in heaven. And so you shall lose on earth, it shall be loosed in heaven. So when I lose something on earth, it's loose in heaven. When I lose something, when I bind something on earth, heaven co-signs on it. Praise the Lord, somebody. Mm? So once my thoughts becomes agreeable with his thoughts, he then now begins to show me step by step how to bring it to pass the bible says and the light shall shine on your ways you see that you begin to declare it all of a sudden you're having a conversation with somebody and the person breaks the thing down and says that you know this is a good idea you can actually do it this way this way or that way you know i tried it the first time this one didn't work but you know we agree that this one would work it's god causing light someone say light so light here also represents revelation knowledge, understanding. I began to decree before we built a house. What I did was I began to speak. 
I'm going to build a nice house. I'm going to build it. So what did I do? Because I didn't, I could not put words to it. I started watching videos on luxury buildings. Eight years ago, I began to watch luxury buildings. I began to watch million-dollar homes. I began to watch those buildings. I'm checking it. They all have swimming pools. I began to speak. I'll have a swimming pool. I remember the first time I met my architect. I told my architect what I wanted. She says, she doesn't get it. So I brought my architect home for two hours. Played videos. She says, where did you get the video? She's an architect. My architect doesn't even know that there are videos on YouTube called luxury homes. I played it. She says, hey, where do you? So I showed one home and they said the height from floor to ceiling was 10 foot. So 10 foot, 10 foot is, is, is normal standard. So I'm watching others and I'm seeing 12 foot, I'm seeing 11 foot, I'm seeing 13 foot height. I showed my architect everything. Then I gave my architect references. Someone say reference. My architect kept complaining. It has to be too big. The money involved will be too big to build. You need about $600,000 to build this house. I'm looking at my architect. I said, Madam, design the building for me. I want this. I want a swimming pool. I want this. I want that. A lot of the things my architect will not put into the building. Why? Because my architect's mind was too limited. She could not see what I was seeing. She was looking at my current financial state. And because she was friends with my wife, she was looking at my wife's financial level and said that if this pastor is insane, I don't want to bring the wife into financial crisis. And so let me design something that will fit them. So the first building that she designed, we went and I said, no, I don't want it. I want a double volume height. It means that my hall, there should be nothing. Somebody listen to me. I said, I want a two-car garage. Somebody say two-car garage. As long as I kept speaking, she kept adding. And yet, she did not add a swimming pool and gave me the design. And we paid her off. But before we were built, I spoke to another architect. And the architect said, send me the design. I send the architect the design. He says, you don't have a problem. You start with what your architect has given you. Because your wife has seen it, she may love the, the design. But until the building is complete, you can do anything to it. It brought me hope. So I kept speaking onto the ground. There will be a swimming pool here. Did I have money for a swimming pool? No. Can I tell you honestly to God, when I started the building, the money we had was 20,000 cities. The architect says, I need that much. $600,000. How much money did I have? 20,000 cities. But I kept speaking. Because I am a speaking spirit. I am housed in a physical body. I have a soul. The soul is where my will, my emotions, my intellect, my communicating at all. And so because I kept speaking, God began to provide. And so I remember, we're going to first do the wall. And the, and the mason said, sir. So we did. Crow, 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 crow. They did the foundation. They said, hey, we have to do fill material. Then money came. We bought fill material. Small, 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 small. 
Then we cast it. When we cast it, the man said, Opening, where we level one? You are near Kakra. You are cement Kakra. Unimbibi. My young cotton blocks are crabby. Yen started. What do you mean through me and started? I say to the glory of God, as I speak to you now, the swimming pool, they've casted their floor. Because I am a speaking spirit. I, are you listening to what I'm saying? I, 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 your words are what you sow into the ground to prepare a harvest of a glorious future for your destiny. Your words are the seeds you sow into your ground to prepare a harvest of a glorious destiny for your future. So if you don't speak into your ground, she will not reap a harvest of success, of increase, or, or whatever you want, if you would align your confession with your current circumstance, there shall be no change. Can I continue? You see, because we say, I, I, I cannot say it until I see it, we forfeit the opportunity to manifest God's wisdom and receive light on what to do to manifest what we have said. So, because you will not say it, you forfeit the opportunity to, to receive God's wisdom. Someone say, receive God's wisdom. Yeah. You forfeit the opportunity to manifest God's wisdom and receive light. Light here also means wisdom. You receive revelation. So, 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 the wisdom of God is different. How did God operate? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the earth. And God said, let there be light. And there was a, do you know what the Bible says? The Bible says, and God saw that it was good. Even God saw that when I speak forth light, it's good. So God began to speak forth things that were good for him. Why do you find yourself in a difficult situation? And you are not speaking forth what is good. But you are rather complaining to people and telling them the problems you are going through. Why? Am I communicating at all? You see, God is teaching me. I used to worry. When we started the build, I said, oh, I wish I had bought a land for the church and I was building. Until one day, God did not mind me for a long time. God told me, I'm teaching you how to build out of nothing. Because I, from that time, I began to speak. So I began to speak into the church. Oh, we are going to pay our rent. The next five years, we, can't we pay? We'll pay. We are going to do 31st. Can't we do? We will do. We will do. We will do. And anytime somebody says anything which is counter, country what I said, I say, you say for yourself, don't say we cannot. Some people left our church on account of that. I don't care. The eyes of the redeemed spirit man is four. There are four sets of eyes. Every redeemed spirit man has four sets of eyes. Every redeemed spirit man has four sets of eyes. Number one, the eyes of understanding. Some say the eyes of understanding. Paul said, ever since I heard of your faith, I have not ceased to pray for you night and day, that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what has been freely given to you. So your understanding makes you know this one is free. God has given it to me. 
I understand there's a divine protection. I don't have to work for it. It's free. That comes by the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. You know the hope of your calling. That in Christ Jesus, I am more than a conqueror. When I step into spaces, I dominate. No, no, no. I do what? I dominate. When I step anywhere, brother, I dominate the place. I, I take my time to look at the situation. And when I wake up, I lift up my hands. I say, Heavenly Father, I take authority over this atmosphere. I dominate this atmosphere. I prevail where others have failed. That is because the eyes of my understanding has been enlightened. This week, somebody called me from America. Somebody called me from Ghana that he listens to me on radio. And that his fiancée is in America and she can't walk for, for, I think, three weeks. She's not been able to walk. And the doctor says her, her sugar level has shot up to 250. So she has pink toes. She can't walk. And she's going through and they're just trying to monitor her and everything. She can't walk. She can't walk. She can't walk at all. And she was in pain. They are giving her medication. The medication is not working. So the guy called me. When the guy called me, I remember that. Is there anyone sick among them? Let them call the elders. So I quoted the scripture. Then I said, let's just thank God who heals. The scripture says he himself took our infirmity. Nailed it on the cross. By his stripes we are healed. So I began to pray. I began to thank God. Whilst I'm thanking God, I'm praising God. At some point, I said, now lift up your voice. We take authority over this. So I raised my hands and I said, I take authority over this sickness. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. When I finished praying, whilst I was about to end, I felt, I saw in my spirit, man, that the lady was drinking water. So I said, fetch a glass of water. Drink the water. And after that, you feel like going to wee-wee. Go and wee-wee. And your blood sugar levels will become normal. So she took the water. Then I said to her, Madam, now, enter the bathroom. We are waiting for you. Go and wee-wee. And when you come back, test your blood. So she runs to the bathroom. This woman goes to check it. Immediately, I didn't even know that she has the tester in the house. She tests it immediately. It's moved from 250 to 85. Yeah, yeah 86, eh? I, I think I told you that. It's 85 or 86. Yeah, one of them. I said, ah? He said, yes, I, I just check it. I could not work. I, I, I could not work. I could not even work. But now I can run. The woman was running in the room. That is based on understanding of a scripture. The eyes of my understanding was enlightened to a scripture. Then when I acted upon it, results came. So the redeemed spirit man's eyes of understanding is enlightened. What does it mean? Write this down. The eyes of your understanding is the ability to receive revelation and understand it. You receive revelation knowledge and then you understand it. So you can have an understanding of a scripture and then you take the necessary actions towards it. Praise the Lord. Number two. Number two. Is the eyes of the spirit. Someone say the eyes of the spirit. 
You see, I'm a spirit being and I have the ability to see into the spirit realm and discern spiritual realities. So, the eyes of the spirit is when the believer is able to discern spiritual realities. Remember, I saw that she was drinking water and going to the bathroom to wee wee. You understand me? So, I could discern spiritual realities. This is how it works. When your spirit man, we call it the regenerated spirit. The day you got saved, the Holy Spirit quickened your spirit man. So that now the eye of the spirit has been given to you. So because the spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the sons of God. The spirit, put the scripture there. Bears witness with our spirit that we are what? The sons of God. So because of that, we have the eye of the spirit. So we can discern spiritual realities. One day, one of, one of the members had a dream. In her dream, she saw that she has entered into a, a house with somebody. And she saw if a steps. It was a story builder. And she saw a lady's picture on, on which meant that it looks like the lady was an only, only child. Then she saw that the husband had come down and was speaking to, to the... said, you don't love me again. So it was a, like a conversation. Then he said to my sister, let's go. He said, I had this dream. I don't understand. I laugh. God was causing her to discern spiritual realities. Are you getting me? She had the eye of the spirit to see. She didn't know where the husband was. But the Holy Spirit told, showed her the house. How the house looked like. The person involved. <laughs> and the state of the husband's heart. Ah. Somebody say, oh Lord, Lord. help me me. to discern spiritual realities. realities. See, (laughs) remember the story of Daniel in the Bible that Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and he could not interpret the dream. And Daniel said, give me some time. He went to pray. He says, in the night, God gave me the answer. He says, in a vision was given to me. He says, skin. God has showed me the dreams of your head in the night vision. He, he had the eye of the spirit so he could discern. That's who you are. You, you are not just a chicken chain that anything can just hit you. See, you can discern the future of your children. Oh, you can scatter things because you can discern spiritual reality. Things cannot just hit you. You are just there, you are running your business, then boom. So, no, the Bible says that, put it on the screen. He said, You shall not be afraid of sudden fear. You shall not be afraid of what? Sudden fear. That is why you have the eye of the spirit to discern spiritual reality so that things don't hit you unawares. But most of the time, you know, you know, our problem is that we don't take it serious. Look at it. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 25. So, for the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 26. For the Lord shall be who? Hallelujah. Someone say, I'm a speaking spirit. Number three, the third eye of the redeemed spirit man. The third set of eyes is that he has the eyes of faith. Someone say the eyes of faith. He says, you see, this is what the Lord said to Joshua. See, I have given you Jericho into your hand. 
Aitken and the mighty men of our Lord. Joshua chapter 6 verse 2. God says, see. We see with the eye of faith. We see with what? God said to Abraham, as far as your eyes can see, I will give it to you. That is not God showing you a spiritual reality. That is seeing with the eye of faith. That is my office. I see with the eye of faith. That one, you don't need anything. Is eye of faith. I believe, therefore I speak. I believe, therefore I speak. So that is what you have to operate in. That's the fourth one. Every spirit, redeemed spirit man, you have the eyes of the body. Yeah. The eyes of the body. Somebody say the eyes of the body. See, these are your natural physical eyes. That the fact that you are redeemed doesn't mean God closes it. So if you see things with the natural physical eyes, you'll be like me who went and the doctor says my strength is going down and I should go to the gym, that I won't go to the gym. But when I wake up, I see that now I don't have strength. It's a physical thing. And it comes with its own physical realities. So when you, you have no confidence in yourself, you are there. Hmm. Look at me. I'm not even nice. Look, look at my body. Which man will love me? It's true. No man will love you. If you can't believe you can receive, it will not. if you think you are undeserving of something, it will never come to you. A guy died recently. Before his 50th birthday, a friend of mine met him and said, Bema, so 58 you say Charlie David they were recently my he died the week before his birthday his birthday was on Saturday he died on Thursday because already you have said that when you celebrate your 50th they will kill you and we don't know the things he's been saying are we together so important I mean can I continue Give me Colossians 1 verse 16. For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invincible. So there are two worlds. There are two realms. There's the visible realm and then there's the invincible realm. Since whether they be thrones, so even if they are thrones, they are first invincible before they become visible. Or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. But how did, the, how did the visible realm become a reality? God spoke. So when I believe a thing, because I am a speaking spirit being, I must believe that when I speak forth, that that which I speak forth cometh. Hallelujah. Now let's look at something. In the realms of the spirit, I want to pick the spiritual realm, the invincible realm. In the spiritual realm, we have spirit beings. Write it down. We have spirit beings. Those are demons and angels. They are all spirit beings. Number two, we have spiritual things. Ephesians 1 verse 3. Ephesians 1 verse 3. So we have spirit beings. These are the realm of the invincible. We have spirit beings. These are demons and angels. We have spiritual things. Ephesians 1 verse number 3. says, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. So, your blessing is spiritual. It is in the realm of the invincible. 
to manifest it into the realm of the natural, you must believe and speak. Praise the Lord. In the realm of the spirit, we have answers to prayers. Do you remember the story of Daniel where the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, ever since you set your heart to seek the face of God and to pray, an angel was sent to bring the answer. But the prince of Persia has withstood it for 21 days. And so I was sent because the answer has been released, but the angel has not yet come back. So in the invisible realm, there are answers to prayers. So sometimes, believers fall short, even though God has answered, we give up hope and we start confessing something different. So the answers already exist before I ask him for it. The answers do what? The answers already, I need to understand that the answers already exist before I ask him. Isaiah 65 verse 24, what does he say? He says, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. Isaiah 65 verse 24. He says, it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. This one, Lady Irene, it happens in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John chapter 3 verse number 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Does it mean that the kingdom of God doesn't exist until I'm born again? No. The kingdom of God exists, but it only becomes visible and tangible to the redeemed spirit being. Are you getting me? So there's a whole realm where healings take place. Where there's angelic encampment and, and protections and deliverance and provisions. But it only becomes possible because I become born again. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So I'm, I, God doesn't remember the abortions I committed. The people I murdered. So even if my tubes were cut off. When I become a believer, there's a replacement of tubes. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. That's how come in the body of Christ we see, I've seen women without fallopian tubes get pregnant. Because once you become saved, your entire body is changed. It's a new realm where there are organs that can be replaced with organs that, I mean, where have you heard of it before? That somebody's sugar level is at 250 and it comes to 85. After drinking a glass of water and going to wee-wee. But it only happens because the person is born again and has now access to a supernatural realm. The fourth thing, the fourth thing, the fourth thing that is activated in the realm of the invincible is all dreams and goals. All dreams and goals. Your dreams and goals are there. It's in the realm of the spirit. I remember many, many years ago, Bishop Tito Bismarck says that before a revelation will come to you, it's because the revelation loves you. So it comes to you. Do you like what I'm teaching or you don't like? Do you, are you understanding it? So, so if you would operate in the realm of the spirit, you need to understand that this is how it works. Your goals, your dreams, it's invincible. That is why you speak it. You believe and you speak if you don't speak your, all this nonsense that keep your dreams to yourself or somebody will sabotage it is a, a fallacy. 
It's a fallacy. You have to keep speaking it and it will come to pass. Everything I've ever got, I speak. Everything. Including my wife. Even this lady I spoke her into being. God, I don't want a cheap woman. I don't want a woman who everybody is his friend. He goes everywhere, he's talking anyhow. No, 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 no. God, give me the best. She shall be called lady. I had the name lady when I was in junior secondary school form one. I said, the lady I'll marry. I, I can remember where I was. I was going to, my school was Mataheko 3 JSS. Mataheko. I will sit somewhere. 3 JSS. Whilst I was walking, I said, the woman who will marry me, she will be very lucky. I'll call her lady. So this lady thing is been in my head since I was 11, 12 years old. Hello? I kept, so, so the lady, lady, you know, we meet him the dad down. The lady, you know, it is not somebody who will come and call her lady because she's a pastor's wife. No. I, 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 have, I have placed honor on her before I met her. You, you are there. Everything you don't like. Pastor, I'm praying, you know, God should give me a good man and pay the baby, the baby. You see? You are not saying that, Pastor, God is going to bless me with a good man. But whilst you are speaking, you add this word, mimpe. You don't say what you want to. You are using your mouth to say mimpe. Every time it is mimpe. Debi, debi, debi. So what does the angel hear? What are you saying? What, what are you calling to your space? Mimpe, debi, debi, debi. So who, who will come? Mimpe. Because you, you are saying mimpe, but you are not saying what you like. So two things will happen. Either nobody will come, or it is the one you don't like. Is it not Job who said the thing I feared most is what has come to me? Now, let me tell you something. Job was spiritually protected by God. Because when God, when Satan came to God, he said to God, Have you not built a hedge around him that all that he has is blessed? Yet Job was afraid that calamity would befall him. There was a spiritual protection on his life, yet he could not see. He could not believe for it. He was sacrificing to God, but he could not believe that he's under a protection of God. So if you cannot believe for anything from God, it will not come. No matter the prayers you pray, no matter the fasting you fast, believing is a secret that manifests the supernatural for every believer. Believing. 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Well, we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. He says, as a redeemed spirit being, don't focus on the things that are seen. So when you're going through situations, Lady Irene, you don't speak the situation. You speak what is not yet seen, but you want it to be seen. He said, because whatever is happening to you, it is just temporal. <laughs> so when your marriage is good, and you keep saying that hmm, we have a problem in this marriage because every marriage has a problem, you have a problem in the marriage. Do you remember the scripture in the Bible that says it's a sin to go before God in prayer and not cover your head? You think it's, it's talking about a physical covering? No. He said, when you bring your husband before God, even if he's messed up, cover him. Speak over his life. 
You cover him with prayer. Father, I thank you for this noble man. I thank you for greatness in him. I thank you that he's breaking frontiers. He's charting new courses. He's a very responsible, God-fearing man. I, I thank you that the barriers are broken and the doors are open. I thank you, oh God, that everywhere he goes, he's covered by the blood. That everywhere he goes, he prevails. There may be competitions, but he breaks the competitions and he prevails. You are covering him. And what he says to one, in principle... He says to another. One day, one of my friends said to me, he said, my wife is very, very, very pessimistic. My wife always finds problems. So you're advising, he says, you don't understand. My wife! After one, two, three times, I kept I understood why he has problems. Because his mouth keeps keep validating something that is temporal. Whilst we look not at the things which are seen, but there are the things which are not seen. So you must believe for the things that are not seen and align your confession with the things that are not yet seen. My name is Pastor Daniel. I am your friend. You know, I keep say, saying that I don't have money to buy suits, so I'm buying African wear. Do you know how much African wear is? Can't it buy a suit? But as long as I keep telling myself that, I won't buy a suit. Hello? Yeah, because some of my African were based on who my designer is, is more expensive than a suit. One day somebody gave me a watch of $1,250. I checked the price of the watch. If you give me something, and I'll check. I check it. One day I was praying with somebody. I wore it for, I think, two weeks. I was praying for somebody. I laid my hand on the person. I prayed and I removed the watch. I said, you can have it. I said, I'm a blessed guy. I don't need the watch. More are coming. Just take it. He shocked the person. You don't see anything. Because the watch I want to wear is called Patek Philippe. Google it and check the price. You see what I'm doing? How many of you know what I'm doing? What am I doing? I'm believing and then I'm... Remember I told you that the consciousness of God's presence is a foundation from which provisions, protections, and everything comes from. I said, number two, understanding the promise. Number three, living by the principles is what guarantees. And I'm teaching you how, how to operate in the kingdom. Someone say, I'm learning. I'm learning. Are you learning? So when you get born again, you now qualify. Your spirit becomes connected to God. You cannot look both into realms. You cannot look into both realms, the realm of the natural and the realm of the spirit, to prove what that good and acceptable and perfect will of the Lord is. What, what do I mean? I mean, when you get born again, you, you now qualify. Your spirit man, your spirit now becomes connected to God. So you can look into both realms, the realm of the spirit and the realm of the natural, and decide, write it down, the kind of life you want to have. You decide. I hear you in my spirit. The limits of a man's destiny is according to the decisions that he makes when he aligns his confession with what is possible, what he sees as possible. You see, based on the confessions you make, that's what I mean? when your confession aligns with whatever dream you have, that is the limit that you can have. When your confession aligns with the dream, so if your confession doesn't align, it will not come to pass. The limit of your destiny is according to your own decision. I can become successful. You know, Esther, you always say that you, you don't want a hard life. Have you noticed that because of that, the doors that open for you, they are not doors of hard life people. 
That's how come your husband is working in a good place to afford for you. Because you keep speaking it. You listen to what I'm saying? Yeah. Because you keep saying, sometimes when I, I, I enjoy talking to you because when I'm talking to you, you, you be talking and say, see, see, pastor, listen. Me, me, I've told God, I don't want a hard life. So God should give me a man who has money to take care of me. So even if I'm working, that money is just for shaggy reason. But God, he must take care of me. It's a, you see, the limits of a man's life is according to his own personal decision. When his confession aligns or is agreeable to God's word. So, when I, when my, so if you decide not to speak, you put a limitation on your life. If I decide to make Faith Life Church in those people's church, it will become an in those people's church. You understand what I mean? We come here, we speak only in tree, or we speak in Navy, we speak in Dagati. We come here, we don't dress, we, we just come here, and when we come, we are always crying. Every day, somebody's following us. We can turn our church like that because it puts a limitation on what is possible with our God. So we must see and know what God has already said and what God has already done. Therefore, we must speak forth what God has said because we are called to prove what is good. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. He said, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Who proves it? Everybody, look at the screen. It's teaching service. So, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renew of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Who does the proving? Now, how do I do this proving? He says that I must not conform to this world, so I must change the way I think. I must tra- be transformed. I must go through a change of my life. Because I look at the situation and I prove that this is wrong. This must be right. This is God's will for my life. So I check the meaning of the word prove. In the Cambridge Dictionary, it says, to show a particular result after a period of time. So you have been given the mandate that if you want to experience transformation, (laughs) you change the way you think. And you begin to look at the patterns in your life. I said, no, no, this is not the result. So I speak forth. I believe that God wills good for me. So I speak forth the things that I expect to manifest in my life. Now, the Webster's, Mariam Webster's dictionary says, the word prove means to establish the existence, to establish the truth, or to establish the validity of a thing as by evidence or logic he says you establish it as by evidence or logic so you sit down and think logically it doesn't make sense that my father has a cattle on a thousand hills yet i have to bear to eat there's too much debt around me no logically it doesn't make sense that you're a rich man's child doesn't make sense so he says when you See that that is not what God wills for you. You come to God in the place of prayer. And say, Father, your word says, I wish above all things. 
that thou mayest prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Father, in my soul, I'm not prospering. I'm not a happy man. You must do something about this one. I must have joy. You said with long life you will satisfy me. You said the treasures of the nations will come to me. You said I said before you an open door that no man can shut. Lord, doors have been shut before me. Therefore, tonight, I stand on the authority of your word and I command doors to be open. You are proving that this is what God wills for me. Therefore, I decree. That's why I say you shall decree. You make enactments. You make proclamations. You make decrees. You speak for what you believe to be true according to God's word. What it means is if you've been having menstrual cramps, your pastor doesn't have to pray for you. You. You go to God and say, you said none of the diseases on the Egyptians will come before me. I lay my hand, Lord. This menstrual cramp cannot. You pray it out. You pray the one. You pray the two. You pray it. When the pain is there, you start worshiping God. Then you command it to go. After you have done it, month one, month two, month three, it will find its place. Because you have taken dominion over the situation. Because he says that darkness will not come near. And pain is darkness. You speak. I'm telling you, women. You speak. Sir, you must speak. Oh. Look at it. Another one. It says, to demonstrate as having a particular quality. So, so he says you must prove what the will of God is. He says you must demonstrate that you have a certain quality. And he says that your transformation comes when you demonstrate it. I refuse to be barren. I refuse to be marginal. I refuse to be single. He says none shall lack a mate. I can't be single. No, 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 no. Whatever the man. If, God, if he doesn't exist, God must manufacture one. You know there are men who are looking for good women to marry and they are not finding I say, oh, with these children, who wants me? There are men who don't want children. So when I'm praying for a promised blessing, I recognize that it already exists. So once I realize what is mine in the promise, I start declaring so that the transfer is activated to move it from the spirit realm into the natural realm. 1 John 5, 14 to 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. So when I keep believing and speaking and keep speaking, I activate the transfer from the spirit realm into the natural realm. I end with the scripture. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse number 30 says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak. Please, are we together here? Are we together here? Have you seen the scripture? He says, Paul said, This is how I operate. You also, you believe, therefore. He says, according as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore speak. Romans chapter 4. First, give me verse number 1. Romans chapter 4, verse 1. Everybody, look on the screen. This will sum up everything. Look at it. It says, what shall we say then that Abraham... Our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found. For if Abraham were justified by works, 
He had whereof to glory, but not before God. For what said the scriptures? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of death. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly. His faith is counted for righteousness. Now look at me. He says he doesn't do the work. He believes that God that justifies the person who even thinks he's ungodly. But because he believes that he has a faith in God that if he speaks, God will do it. God honors his word by doing it. That's what he calls justify. He justifies it because he doesn't have to work it. He declares it, the man works it. He says, Abraham found this. When did he find it? When he was going to kill Isaac. He said, the Lord himself will provide a lamb. And by the time he came down, the lamb had been provided. He says, when Abraham said that, because when you read that account, the Bible said, God said to Abraham, now I know that you fear me. So how, do get, how does God know we fear him? That when we are willing to sacrifice anything and still add our confession of what we expect to manifest. When I am willing to sacrifice anything, sir, but yet I'm speaking for that, I'm giving this to God, but I know God will provide. I am living right, and I know God will do it. I'm trusting God for this, and I know God will do it. I, I, I am staying pure, and I know God will do it. I, 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 see, I, I may not have now, but rejoice not over me or my enemies. For when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my He said, when I believe and I speak, ah, God does it. Verse 16, same scripture. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. All this time we've been praying, he says, when I believe and I speak, it's a demonstration of my faith. The grace of God is only made available when I activate my faith by believing and confessing because my thoughts are agreeable with God's thoughts. I thought you put your hands together for what I just said. Look at it. He says that to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. So the promise of God does not come to pass except I release my faith. How do I release my faith? By believing and letting my thoughts be in agreement with God and speaking it. He says, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. Abraham kept speaking, and things worked for him. Why are you not speaking? When you speak, and what you are speaking is in agreement with God's word, if it has not happened, it's because you are using your timetable to check when it should happen. It will happen. It may not be in year one, it may not be in year two. Sometimes when you speak, like I said at the beginning, I don't know if you're here, I said that when your thoughts are in agreement with God's thought, he shows you the step-by-step ways by which it will manifest. Praise the Lord. So when you speak it, God, you listen for instruction. Whatever you are asking God for, you are listening for instruction that you want light. You want revelation. God, show me what to do. I'm speaking this, show me what to do. So like I told you, 
when I was speaking for the building, the mason told me what to do. I could have decided that, oh, who are you? And despise him. He told me, always buy materials on the site. As long as you have materials, he says, ask for labor. You pay it weekend. By the time the weekend will come, God will help you. If you are unable to pay within that week, the following week, you can pay them. I spoke. The step-by-step came through somebody else's counsel. But I recognize the place of God. So, you see, sometimes you speak for the thing, but it will take some time. That's why sometimes, sometimes it will even take a sacrifice. Sometimes it will take an attitudinal change. It's a, it, there's a process of faith, and I'll teach it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so, tomorrow I'll speak on the power of imagination as it relates to your faith. You understand me? The Bible says God is able to do exceedingly abundantly, far above all that we can ever ask or think or imagine. So not only do we ask, we must imagine it. Jesus said, which of you in trying to build a house will not first sit down to count the cost? That is planning. That's cost analysis. So you don't just speak, but you ask God for faith actionable steps. You remember Lady Ariane, I taught something in this church. I said, when I'm in faith, I believe God for a plan of action. I said, when I'm in faith, I believe God for the miracles. Hmm? When I'm in faith, I believe God for favor. Because God will cause people to use their access and influence to help advance my cause. So, so when you're in faith, you keep speaking. Then you keep doing the things that are required for it. You are looking for your husband and you're always in the room. Who will find you? Or you keep speaking. Let's say you want a child. But you don't sleep with your husband. Or every year, every month, you will have some misunderstanding. And you don't have anything to check whether this is the time, right time or the wrong time. <laughs> Are you getting me? Or you don't even eat well. You see, this is everything. The believing part. So how do I do that? I get to know God's promises. Then I meditate on it. How do I meditate? I keep speaking the promise to myself. And then, in the place of negativity, I speak forth what I want. So, don't confess negative. Speak what you want. Oh, see, I may, I may be shedding tears now. But I'm telling you, God is about to change my story. God is about to turn things. Go, speak for specifically what you want. Let your thoughts be agreeable with God's thoughts. And things will change. Hallelujah. Okay, lift up your hands, everybody. Let's pray. Spirit of the living God, we want to thank you for a time of fellowship. I pray in the name of Jesus that every one of us will align our thoughts and cause it to be agreeable with the thoughts of God. We give you praise. Bless your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Romans chapter 4 verse 21. And being fully persuaded that what he has promised, he was able also to perform. Are you getting me? And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. So the promises of God changes my circumstances. Because I keep speaking forth his promises. Why? Because I'm fully persuaded. I want you to keep speaking God's promises. Because you have full persuasion. That God is able to do what? Perform. God is able to perform. This is how you secure things in the kingdom.
Amen and Amen.